This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 6 of That 6. I am your host, Kyler Bills. I am very excited to have the opportunity to talk to each and every one of y'all again. Wow, that laptop is squeaky. Man, nice little calm, little, little calm week of football. Had some upsets, and wouldn't you know it, another Carolina Panthers loss. It's like a, it's like an every week thing, you know what I'm saying? It's like an annual thing, you know what I'm saying? A weekly thing, you know what I'm saying? Regardless, I'm still excited to watch my team get smacked around again this week. And since the details are out of the way, man, that's a fast intro, but let's get hopping into episode six. Starting off from my weekly pickums, I went an astonishing calm little 14 and two, you feel me? Uh, which brings my season record. Season pick'em record two forty-one and twenty-two. My week four recap starting off with the Detroit Lions traveling to Lambeau Field and laying the smackdown on the Green Bay Packers thirty-four to twenty. Jared Goff for the Lions eighteen of twenty-eight for two hundred ten yards, a touchdown and an interception. David Montgomery legacy game thirty-two carries one hundred twenty-one yards and three tutties. Josh Reynolds three receptions for sixty-nine yards. And then for the Packers, Jordan Love, 23 of 36 for 236, a tutty and two interceptions. Aaron Jones for the Packers, five carries, 18 yards. Romeo Dobbs for the Packers with nine receptions, 495 yards. Things got started off with Anders Carlson, 34-yard field goal, and then it was all Detroit with a Amonra. Amon St. Brown, 24-yard pass from Goff. David Montgomery with a two-yard rush. Riley Patterson with a 33-yard field goal. Another David Montgomery, two-yard rushing touchdown. Riley Patterson, 37-yarder. And a Christian Watson, one-yard pass from Jordan Love. Brought the game 27-11 to in favor of Green Bay. Jordan Love, nine-yard touchdown run. Brought the game 27-17. to David Montgomery with his last touchdown run of the evening, 34-17. to And Anders Carlson, 50-yard field goal. Brought the game. 34 to 20 and man Detroit dominated this football game you know what I'm saying I mean yes I I expected Detroit to win right but I think it says a lot about who the Lions are you know what I'm saying I mean the Lions came out there and they played football um you know Detroit obviously sitting atop of the NFC North sitting at three and one Green Bay at two and two Minnesota at one and three and Chicago at zero and four so, man, Detroit is in sole possession of their – sole control, I guess, of their destiny. Um, you know, you obviously heard that I picked, you know, Minnesota going into this year to win, you know, the North. But obviously it's looking like Detroit, and it doesn't even look like Minnesota is going to be in the running. Minnesota is playing Minnesota football right now, which is not very good football. So, you know, if you're a Lions fan, you're feeling, uh, you're feeling really good about this season so far. If you're a Packers fan, you know, they're still trying to find their identity. Two and two is still not bad. Still definitely in the hunt for for some wild card contention, but man, it's not looking like anybody's gonna dethrone the Lions here in the North anytime soon. Moving on, the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Wembley Stadium and the Atlanta Falcons fall to the Jacksonville Jaguars 7-2-23. Things got started off with a Calvin Ridley 30-yard pass from Trevor Lawrence, a Brandon McManus 56-yard field goal, and a Darius Williams 31-yard pick six, followed by a Drake London 15-yard pass from Desmond Ritter and two Brandon McManus field goals. Gave the game 23-7 in favor of Jacksonville for Atlanta. Desmond Ritter, 19-31 for 191 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. Bijan Robinson with a solid day, 14 carries, 105 yards. Uh, Johnu Smith for the Falcons, six receptions, 95 yards. Trevor Lawrence, 20, 23 of 30 for 207 and a tutty. Trevor 
Travis Etienne, I, I'm thinking Trevor because the Gators, but Travis Etienne, 20 carries for 55 yards, and Christian Kirk with eight receptions, 484 yards. Good to see Jacksonville kind of get back to it. You know, in an AFC South, that is all teams are two, two, two and two. You know, Indianapolis winning the tiebreaker as they're 2-0 and oh in conference play right now. You know, they're uh, they're looking a little better. You know what I'm saying? Well, did they? They lost to Jacksonville week one, didn't they? I don't know. Regardless, Indy's sitting at the top of the division with the tiebreakers. So, um, you know, if you're a Colts fan, you're like, what? You know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like you just don't you just don't really expect it. Um, but Indy's playing well. Anthony Richardson is playing really good football. But why are we talking about the Colts? Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence with a solid day, calm, low, solid day, a little, little midday, you know what I'm saying? But the Jacksonville defense stepped it up. Uh, this was the game with the Toy Story animation. And I was talking to Coach Hall, and I was like, you know, I guess it was cool for kids, but I didn't really think it was that that cool. And he was like, well, you know, good. You know, you weren't the target audience, and which is fair. It's, it's more for kids and the youth and things of that nature. But I don't know, man. I kind of I, like I prefer you know a Nickelodeon game where Patrick is roasting Russell Wilson over a little Toy Story animated game, but that's just me, man. I guess it was a calm little touch, and it's always good to have 9:30 a.m. you know football on a Sunday, even though I couldn't watch it because I couldn't figure out my ESPN Plus. Um, but nah, man, it was a calm little game. Uh, Jacksonville take care of business. Atlanta very much still in the race for the NFC South. So. Moving on, the Miami Dolphins travel to Highmark Stadium and fall to the Buffalo Bills, twenty-two forty-eight. I've got I'm two and zero right now. I picked the Lions, picked the Jags, and I did pick the Bills over the Dolphins, which was probably a bold take because the Dolphins were looking like the best team in football. Um, but it was a good take. So Tua Tagovailoa, twenty-five of thirty-five for two eighty-two, a tutty and an interception. Devon Chain, eight carries, one hundred one yards, and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill with his worst game of the year so far, three receptions, fifty-eight yards. Josh Allen for the Bills, twenty-one of twenty-five for three twenty yards and four tutties. <laughs> Latavius Murray, four carries for 32 yards. Stephon Diggs, six receptions, 120 yards, and free tutties, free at unfangs. Uh, things got started off with a Gabe Davis 18-yard pass from Josh Allen, followed by a Devon Chain three-yard run. James Cook with a one-yard run and a Chain 10-yard run. A Stephon Diggs 11 and 55-yard pass from Josh Allen and a Tyler Bass 53-yard field goal brought the game 31 to 14 to end out the first half. Braxton Berrios with an 11-yard pass from Tua, uh, a Tyler Bass field goal, a Stephon Diggs. 13-yard pass, and a Josh Allen 11-yard run. Brought the game 48-20 to in what was a classic butt-whooping in Highmark Stadium. Buffalo looked really good in this game. Man, if I were to sit here and assume, I would assume that Buffalo was probably the best team in the AFC. If you're going off what they just showed, right, and it's here and there, you know, I I've probably when the game goes to, uh, to Hard Rock Stadium, you know, where it's Miami, uh, Miami probably comes out on top. You know what I'm saying? And Miami's still a damn good football team. So it's just, you know, it's it's a lot of growing brains. Teams, you know, we're only four weeks in. Teams really are still trying to find their identity. Um, how am I on episode six if there's is that right? Man, y'all gonna have y'all gonna y'all gonna have me catch good lord. <laughs> y'all gonna catch me having a breakdown. I'm pretty sure this is episode six. I'm trying to figure out how because I thought I only had one week. Yeah, homecoming, and then, okay, so, no, I didn't. So I had two episodes before I started, or we started football action. Gotcha, gotcha. Just checking, just making sure things of that nature. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, good win there for Buffalo. You know, looking at Buffalo sitting atop of the AFC East right now because with that win over Miami. Um, 
and then you know Miami sitting it pretty good. Um, you know, those are two teams that will make the playoffs. You know, there's no doubt about that. No if ands or buts or, or things of that nature. But you know, I, I think Buffalo, if, if Buffalo can come out and play like that every week, it's Buffalo's the team that we all know that they can be, but sometimes Josh Allen plays like Oh yeah, let me calm down. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta chill out. I gotta chill out. Josh Allen plays like he doesn't like he's never played football in his life. It's crazy. Um, moving on, the Denver Broncos travel to Soldier Field. Turn me up now and defeat the Chicago Bears 31 to 28. Russell Wilson for the Broncos, 21 of 28 for 223 and three tutties. Oh my good Lord. Jaleel McLaughlin, uh, seven carries for 72 yards. Jerry Judy, three receptions, 52 yards. And then in his best game of his career, Justin Fields, 28 of 35 for 335, four tutties and an interception. Khalil Herbert, 18 carries, 103 yards. DJ Moore, my Panthers legend, eight receptions, 131 yards and a tutty. Things got started off with that Jaleel McLaughlin fella, 18-yard pass from Russell Wilson. A DJ Moore, 29-yard pass and two Cole Komet touchdowns from 22 and three yards from Justin Fields. Brought the game 21 to 7 going into the second half in favor of Chicago. Khalil Herbert with a two-yard pass from Justin Fields and a Brandon Johnson four-yard pass from Russ brought the game 14 to 28 going into the fourth quarter and it was all Denver Cortland Sutton with a 13-yard pass Jonathan Cooper with a 34-yard fumble six uh, by Justin Fields I think that's one game where he hasn't surrendered a defensive touchdown. But, hey, you know what I'm saying? No shoot the messenger. Um, and then a Will Lutz 51-yard field goal with a minute 46 left in the game. Won the game for Denver. So Denver's cheeks. We know Denver's cheeks. Denver's probably the third worst team in the league. Chicago is the worst. Right. And, and I was sitting there watching Carolina and Minnesota, and we'll get to that game maybe next. No, not next. But in a couple games, we'll get to that. Um, and I was like, wow, like, like what's going, what's going on? You feel me? Uh, cause Chicago was up like 28 to seven or 28. Yeah. 28 to seven. And then, and then Brandon Johnson scored and then Cortland Sutton so scored and then Jonathan Cooper scored. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> they're the same old bears, my boy. Uh, but they are sitting very pretty right now with pick one and two. So I'm excited to see how they mess up Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison jr. Um, in one draft class. But moving on after that. So right now I'm sitting at what? 0-0. Moving on to 5-0. and The Baltimore Ravens travel to Paul Brown Stadium and defeat the Cleveland Browns 28-3. Lamar Jackson 15-19, 186 and two tutties. Gus Edwards 15 carries, 48 yards. And Mark Andrews 5 receptions, 80 yards and two tutties. Dorian Thompson Robinson in his first start 19-36, 121 and three interceptions. Pierre Strong Jr., five carries, 49 yards, and David Njoku, uh, six receptions for 46 yards. Lamar Jackson started things off with a 10-yard touchdown run, followed up by Dustin Hopkins, 53-yard field goal. Lamar Jackson with a two-yard run. Mark Andrews with a seven-yard pass and an 18-yard pass. Brought the game 28-3. I mean, this is classic domination. Baltimore really is running away in the north. And granted, you know, Pittsburgh and Cleveland are both at 2-2. Two and two. But you get the sense that Baltimore, I mean, Baltimore just plays these teams better. You know what I'm saying? And Cincinnati, good fucking Lord, bro. We're actually talking about them next. Um, yeah, man, Cleveland. I don't know why Watson didn't play. I'm really not too sure. Um, but, you know, obviously DTR is not their, not their franchise quarterback. So, you know, if they want to make a run at the wild card, they better get healthy and win as many games as they can. 
uh, yeah, man. Moving on to the next game, the Cincinnati Bengals traveled to Nissan Stadium in one of the only two games that I got wrong and fall to the Tennessee Titans 3-27 to to bring their record to 1-3. Joe Burrow, 20 of 30 for 165 yards. Joe Mixon, 14 carries, 67 yards. Jamar Chase, 7 receptions, 473 yards. Ryan Tannehill, 18-25 for 240 a touchdown and an interception. Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 122 yards and a tutty. And then DeAndre Hopkins, four receptions, 463 yards. Things got started off with an Evan McPherson 21-yarder, which were the Bengals' only points of the game. A Nick Folk 53-yarder, a Nick Westbrook pass from Ryan Tannehill, a Derrick Henry run, and a Josh Weil two-yard pass from Derrick Henry. And then a Nick Folk 35-yard field goal brought the game 27-3 in favor of Tennessee. Man, if you're Cincinnati, this is probably the worst look that you've had all year. I mean, getting beat by 24 to the Titans? To the Titans in a game where Tannehill had a Tannehill stat line? You know, it's just not what you want to see. And, and, and Jamar Chase is frustrated because he's like, he's like, I'm always effing open. I got to keep it PG, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm always effing open. I'm like, okay, well, clearly not, right? What's going on with Joe Burrow? I think I know what it is, bro. I think I know what's wrong with Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is drinking the Kool-Aid. Can I say that? I could say that. It's not a political thing. I mean, people use it in a political sense, but I think Joe Burrow is drinking the Kool-Aid. And I don't know about y'all, but for me, it's always like... I swear the only fans of Joe Burrow, and I, and I was a Joe Burrow fan, right? But, like, diehard fan and, and all the people that, like, really, really, like, live, breathe, sleep Joe Burrow are, like, Bengals fans, Tigers fans, probably Buckeye fans, too, and white girls. Like, white teenage, like, like 18 to 25 girls. <laughs> like, oh, man, it's like... I don't know. Joe Burrow, and I'm getting so off track here. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. But Joe Burrow has become like a sex symbol for like early adult adult women. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is, bro. But you need to be focused on playing football. It was cool to salivate over the man. For me, it was like, okay, yeah. I mean, if you find him attractive, that's one thing. But he's damn near one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, I chose him to be my MVP. But now Joe Burrow ain't even playing football right now. So it's like, all right, man, clean it up. Clean it up, my boy. Um, yeah, man, not a good look for Tennessee. Still trying to battle in the AFC South. Uh, very, very doable there. Uh, moving on to another AFC South game. The Los Angeles Rams traveled to Lucas Oil Stadium and defeat the Indianapolis Colts 29-23. to Matt Stafford, 27-40, of 319, a tutty and an interception. Kyron Williams, 25 carries, 103 yards and two touchdowns. Puka Nakua with, oh my gosh, he's, dude, he's a dog. Nine receptions, 163 yards and a tutty for the Colts. Anthony Richardson, 11-25 for 200 yards and two tutties. Zach Moss, 18 carries, 70 yards. Uh, Devin Ogletree? Ooh, Drew Ogletree. Wow. I'm, I mean, I, I kind of follow the Colts, and not once in my life have I heard of Drew Ogletree. Three receptions, 48 yards, and a tutty. Uh, L.A. went on a 23-0 run with two Kyron Williams runs, both from three yards. Two Brett Maher field, actually three Brett Maher field goals from 40, 54, and 51. A Mo Alley Cox 35-yard pass from AR, an AR run. A Drew Ogletree pass from AR, and a Puka Nakua 
22-yard pass from Matthew Stafford in an overtime to give the Rams the win, uh, which moves Indy still in sole possession of first, or not in sole possession, but all tied for first in the AFC, AFC South, and then brings LA to third in the West behind San Fran in Seattle at 2-2. Two and two. So take it as you will, man. Uh, yeah, I think the Rams are better than what people give them credit for. You know what I'm saying? And I think the Colts are better than what they get credit for. I think it was a... I mean, that's how I would expect a Rams-Colts game to play out. I wouldn't expect anybody to get blown out. On paper, I would expect the, the Rams to blow out the Colts, but not the way they've been playing. <sighs> Moving on to another game I got right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Caesar Superdome. Whoopsies. Uh, and defeat the New Orleans Saints 26-9. Things got started off with Baker Mayfield, twenty-two or twenty-five of thirty-two for two forty-six, three touchdowns and an interception. Rashad White, fifteen carries for fifty-six yards. Chris Godwin, eight receptions for one hundred fourteen yards. Derek Carr with the sprained AC joint. I didn't think he was going to play, but he did play. Twenty-three of thirty-seven for one hundred twenty-seven yards. Alvin Kamara back in action this week. Eleven carries, fifty-one yards, and Michael Thomas slant man. Four receptions for 53 yards. Things got started off with a Blake Group 37-yarder, a Cade Otten four-yard pass, and a one-yard pass to Trey Palmer from Baker Mayfield. Brought the game 14-3 to in favor of TB. Blake Group with a 32-yard field goal. Chase McLaughlin with a 51-yard field goal. Another Blake Group 44-yard field goal. And a Devin Tompkins five-yard pass from Baker Mayfield. Followed up by a Chase McLaughlin 28-yard field goal. Brought the game 26-9 in favor of Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is whoopsies. I think Tampa Bay is just able to play solid football because they have so many like grizzled good veterans on their team. You know what I'm saying? Like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, uh, still a solid O line. And that and I think that they just got a good coach. You know what I'm saying? Good coaching systems. Cause Tampa Bay should not be this good. And even Baker, why is Baker still throwing three touchdowns, bro? That hurts. Uh not a good look for New Orleans though especially with getting AK back or Kamara back and then not being able to put the ball in the end zone is not exactly uh, what you want to see if you are a Saints fit. Moving on to a game that was scary close, but I did get right. The Washington Commanders travel to Lincoln Financial Field and er, fall to the Philadelphia Eagles 31-34. Sam Howell 29 of 41 for 290 yards and a tutty. Brian Robinson Jr. 14 carries many men uh, for 45 yards and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin 8 receptions for 86 yards. Jalen Hurts 25 of 37 for 319. 2 touchdowns. DeAndre Swift 14 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. A.J. Brown with a big game. 9 receptions, 175 yards, and 2 tutties. So, solid, solid, calm little game. Calm little game for Philly. Things got started off. Curtis Samuel, 1-yard touchdown run. A DJ, DeAndre Swift, 5-yard touchdown run. Terry McLaurin with a 0-yard fumble recovery. A Joey Slide, 27-yarder. A Jake Elliott, 41-yarder. A Jake Elliott, 47-yarder. A.J. Brown, 59-yard pass from Jalen Hurts. Jake Elliott field goal brought the game 17 to 24 in favor of Philly. Brian Robinson with a 15 yard run. AJ Brown with a 28 yard pass from Hertz. A Jahan Dotson 10 yard pass from Howell as time expired. And a Jake Elliott 54 yard field goal to win the game for Philly in overtime. Big for the AFC East. You know, this would have moved Washington into splitting for first, you know, and they probably would have had first over the tiebreaker because, you know, three teams would have been at three and one with Dallas, Philly, and Washington had Washington been able to pull it out, but they didn't. Philly, one of the th- two, two unbeatens left. Um, 
Let me check this right quick. NFL unbeaten. Okay, why are you why are you showing me this, man? I don't I don't need to see this. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the uh, the Eagles and the Niners are the only be- unbeaten teams left. Um. Yeah, man. Uh. Yeah. Psh, I mean, psh, psh, you know, Philly stays undefeated. Uh. Yeah, man. Good game by Philly. Good game by Washington too. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. I, I'm, I'm bewildered right now because of what just popped up on my screen. The Minnesota Vikings travel to Bank of America Stadium and defeat the Carolina Panthers 21-13. to I picked the Vikings in this game. Kirk Cousins, 12-19 of 19 for 139 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Alexander Madison, 17 carries, 95 yards. Justin Jefferson, six receptions, 85 yards, and two tutties. Bryce Young for the Panthers, 25 of 32 for 204 yards. Chuba Hubbard, 14 carries for 41 yards. Adam Thielen, seven receptions for 76 yards. Things got started off with a Sam Franklin 99-yard pick six of Kirk Cousins. Eddie Pinheiro, 26-yarder. A Justin Jefferson, four-yard pass from Kirk. And an Eddie Pinheiro, 56-yarder, brought the game 13-7. Going into the second half, a DJ Warren 51-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. Brought the game 14-13 in favor of Minnesota. And a Justin Jefferson 30-yard touchdown pass from Kirk Cousins sealed the deal at the end of the third quarter uh, at 21-13. Carolina moves at 0-4, one of the two unwin teams in the in the league. And this brings Minnesota to 1-3, sitting at third in the NFC North. I don't know where to start, man. Um, Carolina is in a market for a wide receiver one, supposedly. They would have to go on. I mean, if you think about it, they at least at least have to win 10 games. They have to win 10 of their next 14. Or 10 of their next 12. 10 of their next 13. Jesus. Not going to happen. Right. And Carolina faces Detroit and Miami going into the bye. They're going to start 0-6. <laughs> They're going to start 0-6 which means they're going to have to win 10 of their 11 and or 11 of their 11 to make the playoffs. I think they need to gut the team. I think they need to trade Brian Burns, Derek Brown, J.C. Horney, Kevin Quano. Uh, but honestly, the only guys who have trade value there is probably Derek Brown and Brian Burns. Man, I'm just so like – and like I'm going to watch them this Sunday. I actually was thinking about going to this game. I was actually sold on going to this game. Against Detroit, because you guys know I'm in Upper Indiana. I'm so glad I didn't buy those tickets, bro. Because every year I go to a, or like every couple of years I go to a Panthers game. I went to the Panthers Colts in 2019 or 2018. 2018, I think. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Luke Keekley retired. Yeah, I think it was then. I don't know. Um, Went to that game, got blown out, right? Naheem Hines, two-punt return, touchdowns. Um, you guys back? You back? All right, lost you guys for a second. <laughs> um, and then I went to the Panthers-Bengals last year where Joe Mixon scored five touchdowns against us. And I'm so glad I didn't go. That I'm not going to this game because Detroit is going to absolutely throttle us. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm done talking about Carolina. Uh, I'll talk when something has changed. 
Um, moving on to another game. The Actually, the only other game I got wrong, the Pittsburgh. Or no, I got this game right. I thought I picked the Steelers, but listening back to the episode, I picked the Texans. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to NRG Stadium and fall to the Houston Texans 6-30. to Kenny Pickett for the Steelers, 15-23 for 114 and an interception. Najee Harris, 14 carries for 71 yards and a 32-yard reception, leading the Steelers throughout the air. C.J. Stroud with another stellar game, 16 of 30 for 306 and two tutties. Damian Pierce, 24 carries, 81 yards. Nico Collins with a big game, seven receptions, 168 yards and two tutties. Things started off with Nico Collins' two-yard pass from Stroud. Kaimi Fairbain with a 36-yarder. Kaimi Fairbain with a 38- and 39-yarder. Chris Boswell with two field goals, one from 35 and 23. Dalton Schultz with a six-yard pass from Devin Singletary. And a Nico Collins 52-yard pass from Stroud brought the game 30-6. to Moves Houston tied, you know, in the AFC South. Set it multiple times at 2-2. Two and two. Moves Pittsburgh to second, tied for second and third in the North at 2-2. Two and two. Both teams 2-2. Two and two. Both teams submit, but Stroud's playing really well. Stroud's got to be the favorite for O-R-O-T-Y, um, which is not good for my picks. Moving on to the 4 o'clock slate, the Las Vegas Raiders travel to SoFi Stadium. And did I say... Chargers. Las Vegas Raiders travel to SoFi Stadium and fall to the Los Angeles Chargers. 17 to 24. Aiden O'Connell, Pittsburgh Purdue alum, 24 of 39, 238, and an interception for the Raiders. Josh Jacobs, 15 carries for 58 yards and a tutty and eight receptions, 81 yards throughout the air for Josh Jacobs. Justin Herbo, 13 to 24, 167 yards, a tutty and an interception, and a fractured finger. For Herbert, Joshua Kelly, 17 carries, 65 yards, and Josh Palmer, three receptions, 77 yards. Things got started off with a Justin Herbert 12-yard run, followed by Aiden O'Connell one-yard run. Cameron Dicker with a 33-yard field goal, a Keenan Allen pass from Justin Herbert from seven yards out, followed up by another Herbert one-yard touchdown run, brought the game 7-24, to and Daniel Carlson field goal, and a Josh Jacobs one-yard run brought the game 17-24 to with four minutes to go, and the Raiders just couldn't go out there and get it done. I got this game right. Chargers looking, Chargers looking, Charger ish sitting at two and two. You know, it's uh, I don't know. The West is the West is bad, man, and KC's really not even playing that well. The West is bad. <laughs> Moving on, the New England Patriots traveled to AT and T State. Oh, I just licked the microphone. Oh, I'm gonna wipe it down. Wipe it down. Wipe. Wipe it down, wipe because that's nasty. Uh, the New England Patriots travel to AT and T Stadium and fall to the Dallas Cowboys three to thirty eight. Mac Jones 20, 12 of twenty one for one hundred fifty yards and two interceptions. Ramon J. Stevenson fourteen carries for thirty yards. Hunter Henry four carries for fifty one yards. Dak Prescott. 28 of 34 for 261 and a tutty. Tony Pollard, 11 carries, 47 yards. And Jake Ferguson, 7 receptions, 477 yards. Um, I'll cover a Chris Ryland 29-yard field goal that followed a Brandon Aubrey 23-yard field goal, a CeeDee Lamb 20-yard pass from Dak. Leighton Vander Esch, LVE, with an 11-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Brandon Aubrey with a 23-yarder. Darren Bland with a 54-yard pick six. Brandon Aubrey with a 33-yard field goal. And a Hunter Loop three-yard touchdown run for the Cowboys. Brought the game 3-2, 28-3, man. Mac Jones, Patriots. Um, yeah, but it wasn't the same result. So, New England's looking bad. 
you know, that's that's I think the worst uh, loss in the Belichick era. I think is what they said. Uh, New England sitting in the bottom half of the East, three te- or two teams at three and one, two teams at one and three, and New England is in that bottom half. And then Dallas sitting at second in the East, one game out of Philadelphia, sitting at three and one. So Dallas definitely looking to claw back into that NFC East race, trying to get that. Uh, you know, could have a first round bye, depending on if they can beat out. You know the Eagles, because what two teams get it right? I'm pretty sure two teams get it. Um, so yeah, they're, they're they're looking to try and get that first round by. Moving on to Papa McCaffrey, the Arizona Cardinals travel to Levi Stadium and fall to the San Francisco 49ers, 16 to 35. Josh Dobbs for the Cards, 28 of 41 for 265 and two tutties. Josh Connor, James Connor, wow, 11 carries, 52 yards. Marquise Hollywood Brown, seven receptions, 496 yards. Brock Purdy, 20 to 21 for 82. 283 yards in a tutty. Christian McCaffrey, 20 carries, 106 yards, and three touchdowns. And Brandon Ayuk, six receptions for 149 yards, 148 yards. I apologize. Uh, things started off with a McCaffrey one and 18 yard touchdown run. Matt Prater with a 38 yarder. And Christian McCaffrey, six yard pass from Brock Purdy. Brought the game 21 to three going into halftime before Michael Wilson had a 16 yard pass from Josh Dobbs. Mike Wilson, eight yard pass from Josh Dobbs. A Christian McCaffrey, two yard touchdown run, and a Brock Purdy quarterback sneak. Brought the game 16 to 35 in favor of San Fran. This game was actually kind of close, like scary close for most of this game. Um, the game of McCaffrey, man, it's it was painful, right? And I'm so tempted to try to jump bandwagon. And I'll always, like, silently support San Fran just because they have McCaffrey. I mean, I kind of liked them before they got McCaffrey. But now that they have McCaffrey, I'm, like, silently supporting them. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I, if I wanted to see a team win, it would either be I, – I would like a Chiefs-Colts Super Bowl just so I could root on Anthony Richardson. Um, but I would like to see uh, – I would like to see Christian get his ring. I think it could happen, man. Uh, San Fran, one of the only two teams unbeaten, uh, sitting at top of the NFC West, and the Arizona Cardinals sitting in that bottom half, you know, uh, of the NFC West, with the Rams, both team or the Rams at two and two, Cards at, at one and three. So, yeah, moving on, the Kansas City Chiefs travel to MetLife Stadium and fall to or defeat. I'm sorry, defeat. Uh, but was it? You know, there was a lot of moral victories for the Jets here. Uh, 23 to 20, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, 18 of 30 for 203 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. I lost by .11 points in fantasy because of Patrick Mahomes. I needed six points, six points from Patrick Mahomes, or like, I need no, no, I need a fourteen points from Patrick Mahomes. Not, 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 not thirteen, not fifteen, but fourteen points from the young man, and he got me like what thirteen point nine eight nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, are you all right? Anyways, uh, Isaac Pacheco twenty carries, one hundred fifteen yards, and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey six receptions for sixty yards. Zach Wilson twenty eight to thirty nine for two forty five, two touchdowns. Brees Hall, six carries for 56 yards. Alan Lazard with three receptions for 61 yards and a tutty. Harrison Butker and Isaac Pacheco started off with a Butker field goal and a Pacheco 48-yard run. Noah Gray with a 34-yard pass from Patty Mahomes. Jawan Taylor with a face mask and forced in the end zone. Uh, got a safety for uh, the Jets. Greg Zerline with a 31-yard field goal and a C.J. Uzama. One-yard pass from Zach Wilson. Harrison Butker with another field goal. And a Alan Lazard 10-yard pass from Zach Wilson brought the game tied going in to the fourth quarter. 
And then Harrison Butker with a 26-yard field goal won the game with about 11 minutes to go, and New York just could not capitalize. Um, yeah, that's if you know, you know. That's all I'm talking about for the Chiefs game. If you know, you know. Moving on. No, this was the other game I got wrong. Yeah. Moving on to the other game I got wrong, the Seattle Seahawks traveled to MetLife Stadium and mollywop the New York Giants 24-3. Geno Smith 13-20 for 110 yards and a tutty. Kenneth Walker 17 carries, 79 yards, and a tutty. Noah Fant two receptions for 63 yards. Danny Don, Danny Pennies 27-34 uh, for 203 yards and two tutties. Danny Pennies 10, 10 carries for 66 yards. Matt Breida. Five receptions for 48 yards. Things started off with a DK Metcalf six-yard touchdown reception. Graham Gano with a 55-yard field goal. Kenneth Walker, one-yard touchdown run. Devin Witherspoon, who had a really big game, 97-yard pick six. Jason Myers with a 34-yard field goal. Brought the game 24-2-3. New York sitting at the bottom of the NFC East at 1-3. And, and Seattle sitting at second in the NFC West at 3-1. and one. So those were the calm, calm little predictions. Yeah, you feel me? Um, got a big week going this next week. You know, hopefully we can capitalize on that and keep keep building the positive record. I know I'll always get one game right, and that's Carolina. 0-17, gang. Um, so moving on to my award trackers. Obviously, you guys know I picked Joe Burrow for MVP. Joe Burrow went 20 of 30 for 165 yards, three carries, and one yard um, on the ground. Jamar Chase, seven receptions for 73 yards. T.J. Watt with two tackles for my DPOY. Bryce Young, my OTY prediction, 25 of 32 for 204 yards, a fumble, and two carries for 10 yards. And then he's actually turned the ball over in every game he's played. Will Anderson Jr. with two tackles for my DROTY. I definitely shouldn't have picked one, pick one and pick two. For my offensive rookie and offensive, or what? Will Anderson was three. Yeah, Will Anderson was three. But my first offensive and first defensive, okay, whatever, I'm yapping. DeMar Hamlin for my comeback player of the year. He did play, didn't record any stats, but, you know, DeMar Hamlin just stepping on the field is going to win him the, the award, and it should. It should. Um, and then, yeah, so Zach Taylor, my coach of the year, one in three. Um, with a 27-3 loss against the Titans is, is is not ideal if you are a Bengals fan. My Bengals picks are just literally like, all right, bro, like, like they're like they're taking me into the bathroom, and I'm going to stop it there. Y'all know what I'm going to say, though. They're, they're just screwing me, bro. Like, they didn't even take me to dinner, bro. Um, my knee is bugging, bro. All right, bro, I'm chilling, I'm chilling, I'm chilling. Uh, my players of the week, my AFC player, offensive player of the week was Josh Allen, 21 of 25 for 320 yards, four touchdowns, four carries, 17 yards in a tutty. Khalil Mack with 10 tackles, six sacks, and two forced fumbles. How the hell you sack somebody six times? Somebody help that man. Help that offensive tackle or tackles. Anthony Richardson, my offensive rookie of the week, 11 to 25, 200 yards, two tutties, 10 carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown, clawing the Colts back into that game. My defensive rookie of the week was Willie Anderson Jr. for the AFC, who, yes, two tackles, but he had like nine quarterback pressures and lived in that backfield. Um, so, yeah, against Pittsburgh, he was giving them boys hell. Uh, the NFC was much better all around. At least, well, because you, you look at the rookie con contribution. 
John, or Christian McCaffrey for the Offensive Player of the Week for the NFC with 20 carries for 106 yards, three touchdowns, seven receptions, 71 yards, and a tutty. Harrison Smith, my Defensive Player of the Week for the NFC, 14 tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble. Puka Nakua, nine receptions, 163 yards, and a touchdown for my Offensive Rookie of the Week for the Rams for the NFC. And Devin Witherspoon, seven tackles, two sacks, and a 99-yard pick six. For the Seahawks, run my defensive rookie of the week for the NFC. Moving on to some news around the league. That was was my little sports center, you know, uh, thingy majigger. Um, Thingy majigger, that's what I said, yes. Um, Jonathan Taylor was slated to join back to practice with the Colts. Whether that means he gets traded or doesn't get traded, I'm not too sure. I read that there are currently no trade offers on the board for Jonathan Taylor, so I can't assume that he'll be going anywhere anytime soon. Um, yeah, man, uh, things you don't want to see. Matthew Judon having bicep surgery. Uh, I think I read that, you know, he wants to come back and play this year. A, I don't know how much it would be worth it. Judon's still, yeah, Judon, Judon's still on the, uh, Judon's still on the, Judon's still, <laughs> good Lord. Uh, Judon's still on the pads, right? Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I know he is, but I just, I, I just, oh my Yeah, Judon's still on the pads. Judon's still on the pads. I was thinking about Zadarius Smith, but Zadarius Smith wasn't even on the pads. I don't even know what I'm yapping about. Um, and then Jamal Adams, who was coming off a torn quad last year. Um, not ideal, but he, uh, he, he, he left the game early after making a big hit, um, and, and they were treating him for a concussion. So, you know... I, it, it's weird. Jamal Adams' hate at this stage in the of the game is just kind of weird to me. Um, it's like, yes, Jamal Adams is, you know, he used to be such a game changer, and now he just can't stay healthy. And I don't know, he's always been known as kind of a, a, a big, you know, profile player and whatever. He likes to talk a little smack or whatever. Like, I, I remember he was getting a lot of flack like six or like two years ago, six years ago. Good Lord. Um, he was getting a lot of flack because for Sunday Night Football, he did this. Uh, he did the intro. He was like, I'm the best in the nation, which it was actually a tribute to a viral video of a kid who passed away. So shame on y'all, man. Shame on y'all. But the Jamal Adams hate to me is just kind of weird at this stage. It's like, let the man live. Um, but yeah, man, hopefully, uh, hopefully Jamal Adams is all right, you know, physically and more important to me mentally. You know, that can that can definitely take a toll without a doubt and i'm sure it already has but you know with these repeated things it's just like i just i hope he's all right man um moving on to my next topic of discussion more injuries justin herbert has a fractured finger we kind of saw him kind of play through it play with it uh last at the end of last week i'm looking this up see if i can get an injury uh 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 Wow, an injury update. Um, yeah, it's it's a broken finger. He, he described it as a, fr- a flesh wound, but it's a, it's a, it's a broken finger. <laughs> it's a broken finger, Justin. Um, so this is uh, that's obviously not going to help a and it's his throwing hand, I believe. So it's obviously not already going to help a, a busted Chargers team. So that actually might help me change my pick. Oh, they're on by next week. Thank the Lord, I don't have to lose on the. Uh, 
On the Chargers, man. Um, yeah, man. So next thing, next topic of discussion. Uh, Cincinnati is cheeks, bro. And it's like I'm becoming a big Cincinnati Bengals fan or hater. I think the worst team in the league is the Chicago Bears. I think the second worst team in the league is the Carolina Panthers. I think <laughs> the third worst team in the league is the Denver Broncos. And then I think it's a toss-up between Minnesota and Cincinnati, who are like the fourth worst team. And then I think you throw the Giants in there because they're cheeks too. But like the Bengals should not be cheeks. Like the Bengals have hella talent, and they're just they're just not good. Um Moving on to a little more serious matter, but hopefully Cincinnati can fix it, bro. Like, yes, they can still make a run. You know, the North is not looking crazy competitive right now. I mean, the, the best team is, is Baltimore, but, you know, we know how Baltimore likes to play. Um, hopefully the Bengals can figure, figure it out because I got to – my predictions are riding on – and I don't bet or anything, but my predictions are riding on Cincinnati. I don't want to look – as a bigger idiot is what I already do for predicting the Carolina Panthers to go 12 and 5. 12 and 5, we're 0 and 4 already. All right, whatever. Whatever. Uh, moving on to something a little more serious. Chandler Jones, the star pass rusher out of the Raiders, was released by the team um, and actually was in police custody for violating a protective order. Um, man. Man. Um, to be honest, I've always just known Chandler Jones is like the, the ball player. You know what I'm saying? I never really kind of heard of him outside of it. Uh, but I, I am a huge fan of Chandler Jones's uh, younger brother, I believe. Um, I think it's his younger brother. I know they're brothers, but I don't know who's older. Not that it matters. Uh, yes, is actually his older brother. Uh, John Jones, who has had his fair share of off of the competition platform uh, issues. Chandler Jones. I mean, if you guys, and I'm not going to sit here and bash on the man because I think it's mental health oriented and, and mental health is something I'm very passionate about. You know, if anybody is listening to this, you know, reach out to somebody, reach out to me. Um, it's it's something that, uh, that, that it's hard to do alone and it's hard to live with. Um, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Nothing wrong with asking for guidance. Um, my advice, man, just find find the things that make you happy and chase them. You know, I'm chasing that. As I, I found the things in my life that make me happy. You know, recording with you guys, um, friends, family, my girlfriend. It's uh, those are the things that make me happy, and so so I'm pursuing that and making those my top priority. And things have gotten better. You know, not that it's a battle that you ever I think win or you just learn to live with it a little better. Um, but just just find the things that make you happy and chase them. Um, and, and I'm praying for Chandler Jones. Uh, obviously, he's a fantastic ball player, but at the end of the day, it's deeper than football. So praying for Chandler Jones, um, hoping he's okay, hoping he gets the help he, help he needs. Um, and, yeah, to any of y'all, if y'all are ever struggling, please reach out. Please reach out to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, moving on to my week five predictions. Thursday night football, we have the Chicago Bears at the Washington Commanders. Give me the Commanders in that game. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to face the Bills. Give me the Bills in this game. Texans at the Falcons. Give me the Texans. Panthers at the Lions. Give me the... Why do I have the Panthers on this sheet? Take it off before I forget and, and think that I choose. No. The Panthers at the Lions. Give me the Lions. Titans at the Colts. Give me the Colts. Giants at the Dolphins, give me the Dolphins. Saints at the Pats, give me the Pats. 
Ravens at the Steelers, give me the Ravens. Eagles at the Rams, give me the Eagles. Bengals at the Cardinals, give me the Cardinals. Jets at Broncos, give me the Jets. Chiefs at the Vikings, give me the Chiefs. Cowboys at the Niners, give me the Niners. Packers at the Raiders, give me the Packers. Teams on by include the Cleveland Browns, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We only got 14 games this week. So uh, watch them all, cherish them all. Um, I cannot hit y'all with the Go Gators because we lost to Kentucky last week. All good things must come to an end, my brothers. Um, yeah, man, but watch you some football. Watch you some college football. Um, watch whoever you want your team to draft for me. I, I We don't have anybody. To, we don't have a first-round pick, so I'm not going to be watching that. But I will probably watch Carolina. Or Carolina. Well, Carolina will get beat by Detroit. Florida will get beat by uh, uh, Vandy, I think. Wow, if we lose to Vandy, that's tough. Yeah, if you lose to Vandy, you're going out terrible, man. That's time to pull the plug. Oh. <laughs> But, yeah, man, uh, watch some football this week. But more, most importantly, uh, that's going to do it for episode six. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, It was my pleasure talking to you all again. Um, yeah, any, if any of you guys need to reach out, have any comments, concerns, questions, uh, reach out to me, you know, at Kyler Bills or at Kyler.Bills on Instagram. Uh, if you want to reach out to the podcast, at that six podcast on Twitter and TikTok. Um, and then my, my personal is Bills underscore Kyler on Twitter. Um, yeah, man, if you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, things of that nature, things you want me to talk about, if you ever want to be on the podcast, just let me know, man. We'll set her up. Um, yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah, without further ado, you know what I'm saying? I think I'm going to close it out for episode six. That's about all we can do. Um, most importantly, y'all, y'all stay safe. Y'all stay blessed. Um, and yeah, man, enjoy football this week. Stay safe, stay blessed, and deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.